you're listening to the One Investment Away podcast. And on today's episode, we're looking way into the future and answering an incredibly important question. What will Spotify look like 20 years from now? And maybe more importantly, will it still be around? So stay tuned. One stock, one season, one goal to make a 100x investment. This is One Investment Away, where we dive deep into the fundamental analysis, from moat to management, from risks to rewards, and finally, from valuation to the actual purchase decision. We're building the OIA portfolio together, one company at a time. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back to the One Investment Away podcast, where we do the internet's deepest analysis on the best investment ideas all with the purpose of finding that one investment that changes everything for you. And today is no different. So we are deep into Spotify now, and we are going to be diving into the question of, does Spotify have what it takes to not only survive the next 20 years, but actually thrive? And of course, I'm your host, Ryan Chudik, and today we are getting into it. So without further ado, let's do this. Now, it's time for us to go back to that micro and macro view that we talked about, right? So we're looking at the business and the overall industry. So first we'll look at the company itself and the supporting or impeding growth rates that will either be like getting a mushroom in Mario Kart, boosting the business forwards, right? Or if we stick with this amazing analogy, will the company instead slip on that banana peel and just spin out? So next we need to look at the individual industries that Spotify plays in, pun intended. Decide if we think that they will actually be around for the next 20 years. So keep in mind, we want to be investing in a growing business that's also in a growing industry. Super important. As the saying goes, no tree will grow to the sky. But the ironic thing is, that's exactly what we're actually looking for, right? So I like to think of it as like the company is a seed that the employees are continuing to care for and water and hopefully use a bit of fertilizer from time to time. And what we're doing is making sure that the pot that they actually planted that seed in is big enough for it to grow from that sapling that it starts out as into the massive tree that we want it to be in the future so that we can enjoy the fruits and the shade of all that labor. I know, it's a beautiful metaphor, almost as good as the Mario Kart one from earlier. So this not only allows for the company to capture some of the current market, but allows for further expansion of its addressable market. That's known as the TAM, the T-A-M, total addressable market. And lastly, and perhaps most importantly, the company must have a clear advantage over the competition. So this competitive advantage is key because without it, the other two factors become meaningless. So the question we'll be answering later is, does Spotify have a clear and almost unfair advantage over its competitors? So keep that in the back of your mind as we go through this analysis. Finding the answers to some of these questions and the numbers that correlate to them are going to take some work, okay? In the near future, We'll probably be able to use resources like ChatGPT and just type in the question instead of using the almighty Google machine for finding the answers we're looking for. But it's also important to remember that the source of those answers is almost as important as the answer itself because we don't want to find ourselves playing a game of telephone and end up using that last answer in the line, right? So as I mentioned earlier, my favorite ways to find answers are from three main sources. So from the company itself, data compilers of that information, and from the investors that we are value hacking. And that's exactly where I found the answers to what we need today. And one of the main drivers that Spotify is currently focusing on is its revenue growth. So in fact, according to Daniel Ek, Spotify's CEO, they're trying to grow revenue as quickly as possible. And remember that revenue is that top line growth number. So it's called that for a reason, not only because it's literally found at the very top of the income statement, 
but because it's the purest, unfiltered form of all the money flowing into the business. But what's really important is where the heck all that money is coming from in the first place. So you can kind of think of this as like the company is a lake and all these different flows of income are streaming into the lake. We want to know the source of those streams and if they are going to turn into rivers in the future or if they're going to dry up. So the higher the flow, the bigger the business will get. And sure, the past growth rates could be great. And in this case, they are. But what we must know is the actual inputs that make up that revenue. And then we have to find out what their expected future growth rates are on those individual inputs and the size of those individual markets, also known as the TAM. So while most people are looking through that rear view mirror, right, just effectively just using the past and historical growth rates, we're actually looking at the source of where those are coming from and their expected future. And this is one of the main reasons we call this next level investing, because it is that next level. So let's talk about that revenue. So as mentioned at the beginning of this discussion back in episode one, I think, we talked about how Spotify's revenue has a compounded annual growth rate or a CAGR of 26% from 2018 when they went public to 2021. And in 2022, they were able to grow revenue again by 21%. So at their investor day in 2022, they discussed that their target on revenue for each year up till 2030 was 20%. So what we need to discover and uncover is if this number is not only possible, but actually achievable, right? And then we actually really want it to be reasonable as well. So Spotify has some really strong historical growth. And if we were to use that rule of 72 and project that into the future, they'd effectively double their revenue every three years. So 20%, if they continue to grow at that rate, which is their expected growth rate, doubles in roughly 3.6 years. However, just because the road in the past was smooth, doesn't mean the future road is not going to be bumpy. So past growth does not necessarily mean continued future growth. So remember, in order to actually find a company that's capable of producing that 10x to 100x return that we're looking for, we need to look out into the future. So the further into the future we are looking, the thicker the fog is, the less clearly we can actually see. Now, most investors, especially individual everyday investors, tend to focus solely on the numbers because the numbers are comfortable. They feel grounding and real. But that's really just a false sense of security. So what they fail to realize is that what they are looking at isn't a crystal clear look into the future, but it's actually just a mirror pointing behind them into the past. So the simple truth is the future is not a copy of the past. And we can attach that quote that's attributed to Mark Twain, although according to Howard Marks, there's no actual evidence that he said this, but it's still a good quote. So history doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. We as next level investors and one away value hackers, on the other hand, see the future as uncertain. We know it is. So we are trying to peer into that thick gray fog in front of us. And in order to do that, we have to shine a light on as much of it as possible, burning it away, giving us a clearer look into that future. We don't simply trust, we verify. One thing we actually haven't talked about yet is that Spotify, since it's gone public, has never had a profitable year. And I'm not saying they haven't made money because they have continuously, but they haven't been able to keep any of that money as earnings. And this scares off a lot of value investors. And it's also what makes it difficult for institutional investors to invest as well. It's hard to plug in zeros into a financial model that's supposed to tell them what price they should be paying. But here's the good news. So Spotify has generated roughly 200 million in free cash flow every year since going public. So remember that free cash flow is just cash from operations subtracting cap expenditures, okay? So capital expenditures. So what this tells me is that they are able to generate a profit, but they are actually just spending their profit to continue to grow their company. 
And if they are able to continue to do so at a rate of 20% plus into the future, then we want them to. We don't want them to keep the cash, right? We want them to reinvest in a growing business. Think about it this way. So as revenue continues to grow, even if that gross profit percentage remains constant, the actual gross profit amount will grow at that same percentage as revenue does. So this means they have more money to spend on growth and acquisitions in the future, advertising and staff as well. The key metric that we need to focus on in this case is, is CapEx growing faster than revenue? And we'll be diving into this in a lot greater detail when we go through that mine the moat piece of our analysis where we actually dig into these individual numbers. But the trend in the past has been positive in this direction. So remember, we've seen gross profit rise at a compounded annual growth rate, a CAGR at 35% versus revenue at 26%. So you can already see that there's a spread there that we want to see so that gross profit is rising faster than revenue. So podcast investments are the company's current reason for dragging down this gross profit margin, which the Spotify team attributes to 2022 being a year of investment. So they expect this trend to actually reverse in 2023 and for this CapEx to decrease meaningfully as well. So we're just gonna have to keep our eye on that and make sure that they follow through on this expectation, okay? Okay, now let's get back to our big question of if Spotify can be around and thrive in the next 10 to 20 years. So let's talk about Spotify's big audacious goal here. So according to Spotify, not only will they be around 10 years from now, but they will be a massive global audio force to be reckoned with. So Spotify threw down the gauntlet at its most recent investor day, saying, nay declaring that by the year 2030, they will achieve a company-wide gross profit margin of 40% and an operating margin of 20%. So gross profit margin right now, by the way, is hovering around 28%. And operating margin, well, that doesn't even exist. So it's at zero and in a negative territory right now. So that is a giant leap into the future. So here's the even more audacious part of this, if the above wasn't already audacious enough for you. So Spotify is also claiming that they will be generating $100 billion in annual revenue by the year 2030. But Ryan, $100 billion? That's crazy pants. How could they even possibly achieve that? You're probably saying. And yes, those pants are indeed pretty crazy, especially considering that this is roughly 10x Spotify's current revenue levels. So here's how they intend to do that, though. So they say by that magical year of 2030, the average user will generate $100 of revenue for the company. And this, by the way, means that in order for them to make $100 billion in revenue, they need 1 billion subscribers, right? Yowza. Quick next level side note. So that $100 average revenue per user number is known as the ARPU, A-R-P-U. And it's one of Spotify's key business metrics that you'll want to pay close attention to. Get back to it. So the truth is, only time will actually tell if they are able to accomplish this, but it's certainly a goal worth reaching for. And don't worry, we'll revisit this when we get to the valuation portion of this analysis, which is going to be super fun. Now let's talk about the individual user experience. So this is the next important piece of why Spotify will and should be around 10 to 20 years from now, right? So it is the single best user experience out there. So now this can be a little bit subjective. After all, how do I know everybody thinks it's the best? So well, the truth is not everybody actually does, just most people do. So Spotify proves this by not only having the largest market share, AKA the paid and non-paying members, right? Or subscribers, but it also has the highest retention, listening time per user, and overall it completely dominates the market right now. So the closest competitor by example is Apple, 
and Spotify has more than double the number of subscribers. And that lead is not shrinking, it's actually growing. And Spotify will need to keep this trend in the right direction, obviously, if they not only want to hold their existing users, but continue to aggressively and impressively add new ones. Now let's shift over to podcasts. So podcasts, podcasts, podcasts. So when I was going through my in-depth research here, podcasts was another big question mark. So not only is it an unknown and an untested market, but we just don't know where the profit levels will end up at. So the thing is, it's a very underdeveloped market, which in one of the things Spotify hopes to change. So this could mean opportunity, and that's why Spotify has invested more than $1 billion to date into podcasts since that 2019 entry. What they have done is impressive though. So taking on Apple again as the almost uncontested leader at the time, and not only holding their own, but actually surpassing Apple. And I actually personally made the switch from Apple podcasts after using them for a long time. So the truth is that it was obvious that Apple really didn't care that much about this arm of the business because it's so tiny for them, right? And Spotify quickly created a much better user experience. And it probably collected more users like me who saw that Spotify was just doing a much better job of serving that audience. So what I did discover, which is important to this part of the analysis, is that the compounded annual growth rate for podcasts is expected to be more than 30% from now until 2028. And importantly, Spotify is now the global leader in podcasts as well, with over 4 million podcasts to date. And just to contextualize that, back in 2019 when they entered the market, they only had 500,000 podcasts. So that's three doubles in three years, or roughly a 72% compounded annual growth rate from when they entered the market. Alrighty then, now let's talk about music. So music is still the lifeblood of Spotify. And it is still the number one reason most people join the service. In fact, if we subtract out the percentage of people on Spotify who have listened to podcasts, we still get roughly 70% of users who use Spotify only for its music service at this time. This number or percentage is shrinking, but it's still enormous. So music is such an important part of our daily lives, culture, experiences, that it's certainly not going anywhere. So the way we listen may change certainly has, like the shift that's happening away from radio into personalized streaming, but we probably and most likely will always listen to music. So what about the future of music as an industry though? So according to Grandview Research, the music streaming industry is expected to continue to grow at a compounded annual growth rate or a CAGR of 13.3% in the US up till 2030 and 14.7% compounded annual growth rate worldwide. So the total revenue is expected to reach, depending on where you look, anywhere from 80 to 103 billion by 2030. So this wouldn't quite reach our 20% growth mark that we're looking for, that the company says that they're going to achieve. But you got to remember this, this is a double-sided growth. So this is 13.3% for the music industry. Right? It's not streaming. So remember that streaming is taking away market share from other legacy ways that people are consuming music right now, right? like radio and like CDs, especially in Japan. That's still a big part of their culture. So this means that the industry as a whole is growing and so is streaming as a part of that whole. Okay, so it's like a double-sided growth into that total addressable market. And as you should know by now, as the industry expands, so too will Spotify. So the last and very often overlooked aspect of the future potential is something we already touched on earlier though. And that's the question of what is Spotify's actual total addressable market? So when I tried to dig into this number, I searched by smartphone user. After all, when we think back to our ICA, our ideal customer avatar, right? If we focus solely on the end user, Spotify is trying to serve anyone with a smartphone. That got me a two, a TAM of 6.4 billion. Then I found out that Spotify is not going to, at least not for now, enter into the Chinese market. So that's at least a billion less. 
So let's say 5.4 billion potential Spotify customers right now. Okay, so now we know the total market is roughly 5.4 billion people, right? But how much of that is it likely that Spotify is going to actually capture? And currently, Spotify captures roughly a third or 30% of the total market. But this metric includes China, which means that Spotify actually has a larger share if we exclude China. So this took a little bit of doing, but I found out that the largest music streaming business in China is Tencent Music and they have 82.7 million paid subscribers. And I subtracted that number from the total worldwide paid subscribers, including like Apple, Amazon, Google, Pandora, all the major companies. And that gave us, as of Q2 2022, 533 million paid subscribers worldwide. Of that, Spotify at that time had roughly 187.8 million paid subs with me so far. So this means that Spotify, excluding China, actually has a market share of 35.2%. So if we expect this number to remain constant and go back to our TAMX China, this means that Spotify's expected future market size could be as much as 1.9 billion users. So this is an extremely important question that came up when Spotify announced its intention of having 1 billion subs by 2030. Is this actually possible? And according to my back of the napkin math, the answer is a resounding yes, because they have room for 1.9 billion, almost 2 billion. So that's great. It looks like our little sapling has room to grow. So a quick side note on this though, we want to buy a company when it's not quite a fledgling sapling, but also not a giant tree either, right? So remember the goal of this podcast and our analysis specifically is to achieve 100x returns. In order to achieve this, we have to buy it early enough that it has room to grow to that 100x, right? 100 times. But it has to be established enough to know that it's not just going to die too, right? So this is the major purpose of our analysis, to make certain we are buying the former and not falling into the latter. So we are like Goldilocks. We're trying to buy something that's not too small, not too big, but just right. And at 15 billion market cap, I think Spotify falls into this Goldilocks zone. The last piece of supporting evidence we're gonna to touch on that Spotify will be around and hopefully thriving by the year 2030, right? Is that they plan to add three more business verticals to their offering already. We're only gonna to touch on this briefly here as we'll be taking a closer look at this in our mind of the moat analysis, right? But the first is audiobooks, which are now available in the US. They're not here in Canada yet but we'll likely see them expanding this into more and more markets as time goes on. Remember that, again, they're in 183 markets that they currently serve. So if they can expand that out, obviously that's going to grow rapidly. On Android phones, this is a pretty seamless experience, but on Apple phones, you can't even buy audiobooks through the Spotify app. So they're having some big issues with Apple right now, and we'll have to see how that shakes up in the end. The other two verticals have only been hinted at, but from what I've found and what I've dug into, it seems likely that they will be getting into offering news and sports as I think one subsector, and then education as well. And these three industries are very large. So this will actually expand their TAM as well, putting our little sapling, right, that we're looking at into an even bigger pot to grow into. So this doesn't guarantee that they will achieve that growth, but it does give them a much higher potential for future growth. And the more growth potential there is, the higher our probability of being able to hold this company for a long time. And the longer we can hold and the more the company is able to grow while we hold it, the higher our probability that we actually achieve that 100x return that we're looking for. In the next episode, we'll be wrapping up the AAA analysis and we'll be answering three very important questions. So we're going to look at the competition, 
and ask, is Spotify actually the best investment? And then we're going to finally synthesize, smush down, jam pack, and integrate every single thing that we've covered during this AAA analysis into one small paragraph. And this is considered Spotify's narrative North Star or North Star narrative. So it's that one sentence to rule them all. So it's that one sentence you'll always be coming back to of is this company still on its path to achieving 100x returns for us? And then last, or lastly, I'm going to pose the question to you, could this be love? So is this a company that you would actually love to hold for the rest of your life? So I'm going to get you to answer that question in the next episode. It is going to be a fun one, that is for sure. So thank you so much for sticking with me and listening to this entire episode and all of the AAA analysis, and we will be back next week with even more fun. And of course, don't forget, you're only one investment away. Let's go find it. As a reminder, do your own due diligence. All investment decisions are yours to make. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. This is not financial advice. I am not your financial advisor, nor have I considered your personal situation as your fiduciary. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you in the next episode.